and welcome to Kel's Wonderful Life. And so another year dawns upon us, brimming with potential. My mind harks back to this time last year, when I just set foot upon these august shores, and the many complaints and petty miseries I related to you. I'm pleased to say things have somewhat improved since then. We Aussies may complain about the US, but our jocularity is well-intentioned. Australia is like the boisterous kid brother of the United States. You know, that snotty but lovable little brat who plays and scruffles with you, but cries whenever you hit back and then runs off to tell your parents about the dirty magazines hidden under your bed. Yes, it's seemingly one-sided familial affection between us, but we know deep down we're the best of friends. That said, the United States is distinctly different from Australia. Politics is a great example. I've recently tried to explain to a colleague how the Australian party system works. I said, it's just like US politics, except the Democrats are red, the Libertarians are green, the Republicans are monarchists, Labour is liberal, Liberals are conservatives, and everybody's centrist. Simple. He was confused. US politics is just as confusing, though. They have states, territories, and commonwealths, which may or may not make a difference about how they're governed. These each possess senators, congressmen, and governors, who may be elected by popular vote or appointed by the president, depending on where you happen to find yourself. To actually get a law passed, you have to have a majority of both houses of Congress promulgated in writing by the President, or else have ten days of inaction by the President from its reception, excluding Sundays. Unless it is, of course, Congress has adjourned by that time, whereupon the bill dies and cannot be reconsidered, the curiously named pocket veto. Of course, the President could just veto the law directly, whereupon Congress can choose to pass it anyway, with a two-thirds majority. See, now I'm confused. And when you move from federal to state government, it only gets weirder. Since states appoint congressmen and senators, their local politics can have an effect in the results of votes in the federal legislature. Hence the major importance in the recent swing against the Democrats in Massachusetts, a historically blue seat. With the Republicans filling that slot, the president's health care reforms looks to be on shaky ground. The politics behind this particular election are fascinating. However, though my colleague took the time to explain why it was that the Democrats mishandled things to the extent of being outed by their underdog conservative foes, I can't say I followed. Suffice to say, politics in America are spoken in a different language. All I know is that when you have to filibuster to prevent a gubernatorial gerrymander, then you know things have gotten a little out of hand. Local laws, of course, are not exempt from the queer eye of whimsical legislation. Connecticut, where I currently reside, has some curious prohibitions on its books. In Hartford, the state capital, it is illegal to cross the street while walking on your hands. Also, you may not educate a dog, nor kiss your wife on Sunday. In New Britain, it is illegal for fire trucks to go faster than 40 kilometers per hour, even when attending an inferno. In Westbury, it is unlawful for a hairdresser to whistle, sing, or hum while shearing a client. While in Guildford, only white Christmas lights may be hung. And in Devon, it is illegal to walk backwards after sunset. Statewide, in order to label your food product a pickle, it must be able to bounce. All in all, rather sensible. Compare this with the Arizona laws that prohibit donkeys sleeping in bathtubs, women from wearing pants, and households from possessing more than two dildos. Or how about Kentucky, where a woman may not buy a hat without her husband's permission, anal sex is outlawed, and dogs may not molest cars. However, the law says nothing about vice versa. Of course, our great land of Australia is not immune to ridiculous legal chicanery either. Consider Section 165-55 of the Australian A New Tax System Goods and Services Act 1999, in which, for the purpose of making a declaration under this subdivision, the Commissioner may a. treat a particular event that actually happened as not having happened, and 
B. Treat a particular event that did not actually happen as having happened, and, if appropriate, treat the event as 1. Having happened at a particular time, and 2. Having involved particular action by a particular entity, and C. Treat a particular event that actually happened as 1. Having happened at a time different from the time it actually happened, or 2. Having involved particular action by a particular entity, whether or not the event actually involved any action by that entity. Which, if you think about it, is a legal license to make stuff up. Jolly good. This is Kel's Wonderful Life, where legal technicalities aren't just guaranteed, they're a constitutional right.